Hey, hey, and welcome to the Intuitive Intelligence Podcast hosted by Bernadette Gold and Julie O'Brien. Welcome back, you guys. I'm going to start us with our opening prayer. Heavenly Father, give us the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and a heart to understand all you wish us to know. Help us co-create a life of love, joy, and compassion for ourselves and others. Welcome, 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 everybody. This episode, we're going to talk about the dark night of the soul, and we're going to jump in in just a minute. But before I do, before we do, um, I just want to welcome all of you and introduce myself. I am a psychic and spiritual mentor, teacher, and life and business coach, um, success mentor, Julie. Julie, introduce yourself. Thank you, Bernadette. And I am a master NLP and energy practitioner and coaching to all those facets of life as well. <laughs> I'm a bit of a multi-passionate <laughs> in coaching. <laughs> Thanks, Bernadette. You're welcome. Our links are in our bio, but also don't forget if you're listening to us on whatever podcast app that you get your podcast, subscribe so that you are notified as soon as we drop a new podcast. All right. Um, I just want to remind you guys of that, but we are going to jump in. This is a big topic. So, you know, we're going to cover it as, as extensively as we feel like we can um, in this time frame. If we need to go into it into the next podcast, we certainly will. We have some cool episodes coming up. We just did a few already. Um, I'm actually going to have, you're going to love this, Julie, Beverly Sosi, who is a addictions therapist, psychotherapist on our podcast next week. And we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about addiction and addiction recovery, what causes addictions and, um, how to recognize them, how they interfere with your ability to be spiritual. And that episode I actually named last night synthetic spirituality because it's such a big deal. So I hope that you guys will join us for the upcoming podcast. And now that that's all out of the way, I just want to um, get y'all up to date on what we're doing and, and yeah, welcome you here. We are definitely, <laughs> it looks like we've got some some tech issues. It is still the Mercury retrograde. Uh, my co-host dropped off and she is in Australia. So we're going to give her a minute to jump on here, but I'm just going to jump in. And there she is. Hello, miss. Hello. I don't know what the internet wanted to do then, but it got rid of me. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I just was talking about where we're headed with the next couple episodes. And, and so, yeah, let's just talk about this dark night of the soul and and I'll just give a basic kind of overview um, and, and we'll kind of kind of jump into it, like some of the symptoms so that people can recognize, right? You and I both have experience with, with going through the dark night of the soul. So maybe we can tell our own experiences and what that looks like and, and what it creates. Um, Definitely. But let me go through the symptoms. Um, some of the signs you can look for to recognize you're actually undergoing a dark night of the soul, which is a period of growth for the, for the soul. It's sort of a spiritual um, depression, for lack of a better way to put it. It can cause confusion. Um, it can make you feel like you should be happy, but you're not. Like you're, you're feeling very much um, down and discontent. And there's there's 
it just kind of came on suddenly. Um, your illusions about what really matters start to break down. Like your, your understanding what, what you value in life starts to break down and change. You can start having purge symptoms, um, detox symptoms that can actually like be a physical thing. It can be that you're purging people, jobs, your environment. Um, there's, there can be an overwhelming sense of being stuck or lost or confused and not knowing what direction to go with your life. That's another symptom of the dark night of the soul. Um, your desires to impress people or deal with people on a superficial level virtually kind of disappears. You can't tolerate that anymore. Um, you may begin to resonate to new spiritual teachings or philosophies, like go on a spiritual search for meaning. The other symptoms have to do with like random memories or dreams start coming up that you know there's meaning to it. You start to radically rethink like what does success mean to me? What, you know, all those meanings in your life start to change. Um, you recognize that you've got some inner child woundings that need to be addressed and, and they won't go away. Um, you may realize or understand like that there are actual ego programs going on that people are living social programs and family programs and um, all kinds of different conditioning. And you're, you're knowing that you have those programs somewhere in you. Maybe you don't recognize what they are, but they're adding to your feeling of confusion, overwhelm and depression. You may even go through the point of having like irrational paranoia or frightening thoughts. You may be afraid that you're dying because everything just feels so off to you. Um, you might begin to recognize and feel what true suffering is. You, your empathy or your gift of em empathy may increase suddenly um, without notice. And it may be that you start to come to new revelations. Your sleep patterns may be disturbed too. Coincidences or synchronicities might pile up. And there's also the symptom of feeling like you need to sit still, but you're so used to going, 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 you don't know how. Um, and then you begin to investigate what consciousness is, what intention is. And you may even uncover some dormant healing abilities. That's all stuff that kind of makes up a dark night of the soul. A dark night of the soul can last a day, a week, a year, 10 years. It's different for everybody. I think that we have more than one dark night of the soul for every level that we tend to kind of ascend or climb. I think we end up experiencing a new dark night. Mm. So what do you think about all of the, those, Miss Julie? Because you've yes. obviously helped clients through it. You've got, been through your own, right? Mm. Mm. And it's interesting listening to that list, and it's, that is a great list um, <laughs> because, it, as you were saying, each one, it's like, oh yes, yes, yes. Um, because of course, when you're when it started and when you're in it, um, to make sense of any of it is just so overwhelming. There's there seems to be a a disconnect to to anything that makes sense. Um, and so I know, um, firstly, with working with others, it, it, is, it is very recognisable to, to know when somebody will, for me, um, if somebody's in a depression, depression, or if they're in a dark night of the soul. And, 
And I actually didn't understand it myself when I was going through it. I, right. I just labeled it as depression. And, you know, when you when when it starts to physically debilitate you or you, you know, I, I chose to left leave work this the, the last one I had. Um, you know, you do go and see doctors and, and, and people like that that um, will definitely classify it as depression. And I think that's just the human working with spirit. So so either or, it's great to, to know that the both can be so similar and, and working on either of them is, is definitely going to be helpful. But there's, um, a, there's a point to a dark night of the soul. Depression yeah. doesn't necessarily have a, a point no. to it. No. Dark night of the soul not. actually has a point to it. Yeah, and I, I, lo I love that um, distinction because... I think for me now, and I think I got through, well, I got through two before I understood what they were and what I could feel and understand that they were. And um, what I was quite fortunate about is in my last one is, is of course, when I met you, it's how I met you. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because it sent me on my journey. And I think the last one was when I really um, allowed myself to understand that there was gifts and there were learnings and there was just so, so much of a, an up-leveling through right. what could be very, very devastating and and depleting and um, and and just energy degrading. Um, one thing I'd I'd love to to sort of sort of get your a uh, point of view on as well is, um, for me, um, the biggest thing has been that it's when I'm in it very deeply, there's been an absolute yearning um, and and touch into going home. <laughs> because you actually feel into what going home would be about. And it was, it right. was just so, it was so attractive and so enticing that um, it was like, here's my opportunity. <laughs> it can um, so, be. I think yeah. that's one of the, the things we have to watch for is that escapism, the desire to mm. escape, because yeah. it's that collapsing of the illusions, right? Like mm. the illusions start to collapse and you're like, this isn't who I really am. I want to go home to where I can express who I really am. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But even, but even sort of um, being able to open up to those gifts and really feeling that that's yeah. where it comes from. There's just that split moment where, um, where, where, you know, the human connects with spirit again and you, and you decide um, I'm in, I'm here. And it is. How do I move forward? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. For me, I think um, the many times I've gone through it and, and I know there's been a few really long periods for me of the dark night of the soul. Um, for me, it, it was <laughs> the most growth I've done. Those periods mm -hmm. were, were the periods of time when I experienced the most amount of growth in the shortest amount of time. I guess I should yeah. say on a, an a emotional level, on a spiritual level, on, on even a mental understanding level. I think those were the periods where I grew the most. They're also the periods where I lost the most in the physical mm -hmm. world, you know, whether that be financial um, relationships, yeah. um, my mind. <laughs> <laughs> What's the saying? You have to lose your mind sometimes to find it. And truly, that is what happens during a dark night of the soul. Like, especially if it's your first one and you don't know, you feel like you're losing your mind and you may very well lose it. But what you're losing is the programmed mind. Mm, definitely. Right. Definitely. The unconscious mind starts to lose control. And then our, our 
higher mind kicks in and our intuitive intelligence kicks in and we start to see things so very differently. And it's it's the battle with the conscious mind that really wants to hold on to that because as destructive as the old patterning can be, there's the comfort of knowing what the outcome is though. So right. I would rather stay with what I know than, than let go and, and, and have the fear, you know, the, the conscious fear of, of the unknown. And um, it definitely, you know, one of those things that you were mentioning, it really ignites um, our fears and our shadows so extensively that um, even as of last week on, on something that, that I was sort of um, chatting with and working through for myself, it was like, wow, the root of that is still, <laughs> it's still yeah. there. It's, it's working with it on a, at, a, at a different level because. The way the spirit explained depression even to me, because when I started to understand dark night of the soul and depression, spirit said, think of it as someone's something, some belief system, some action, some behavior is literally compressing who you really are. Like think of yourself in a tube and there's, or a trash compactor and that compactor is trying to push down who you really are more and more and more and more. So it's literally depressing your soul. Is it depressing your spirit? Like you're not fully expressing your unique nature, your, your infinite self, your higher mind. You're not expressing that. And so what comes out of that is a feeling of not being happy and a feeling of lethargy and the joy is stripped out and the gratitude's gone right like that's what the dark night of the soul is or what depression is and what spirit explained to me is you know you're depressing your spirit you're holding your soul down it, it's it's it is it's depressing um the it's pushing down it. right like it's that mm. like they used they showed me when i was younger like a, the the picture of being in a trash compactor but where all four walls closed in mm. so the bottom mm. the top and the sides and i had this dream um, a reoccurring dream from the time I was about five years old on, like I, I would have it and it would happen during periods where I felt the most unable to express my gifts, the, mm. the times where I felt the most unseen and unheard um, yeah. or that I didn't belong wherever I was or didn't belong doing what I was doing, that compactor, I would have that dream. And still yeah. to this day, it'll come back. Like the last time I had it was probably a year ago in, in the scope of having a relationship. And that was my signal. Like you're making a decision against your own soul right now, Bernadette. Like the walls are literally closing in. But that in an unconscious state, we mm -hmm. get that where it's like we close ourselves, our higher self, our true self starts to get pushed and shoved into this tiny box where mm. it can't express itself fully and then we experience things like depression and we say things like i'm not happy i don't know what will make me happy you know nothing brings me joy anymore all this just happened all of a sudden maybe there's some physical illness or physical symptoms and that is that place of you're not in alignment with your higher self your true self like it's being compressed it's being depressed yeah and so to yeah. get out of that, then there has to be the conscious understanding of, okay, what are you doing mm. to hold back who you truly are? And what can you do to free that up? Mm, definitely. And, and, and I feel too, it's also a, a really big indication of, of whether you're living 
on purpose or off purpose. Absolutely. So uh, I know, and, and I and I I probably, and this is what I love, and this is the learnings that it, it does gift us with, is that each time, and it's interesting because each one has gotten a bit deeper and deeper. Um, again, the learnings and the awakenings are so much um, heightened afterwards that now when things get triggered. I'm able to really, really grab it quite quickly to go, okay, I must be off purpose. I must be um, out of alignment. It, it's time to stop for a minute. And I think the greatest thing it taught me as well is patience because mm -hmm. um, it's very easy, especially if you take on different roles and, and um, yeah, just roles and, and things that you do, you can get into that matrix of automatic thinking and, you know, just on autopilot that we don't stop to check in. And and this definitely allowed me to learn to have patience. Yes. So that even when I'm decision-making or when I'm allowing myself to contemplate something, I really allow myself the time and to just eliminate anything that puts urgency on it. And, and I also think you learn to communicate to others on how they can create that space around you. Mm -hmm. um, you can just say, you know, you know, because there'll be others around you that, that may they may need things to be done quickly or, or the way that they work is to be done quickly and and you could sort of learn to communicate that's not how i work so um it, it empowers you very much well i think one of the things too that we have to address to be fair sometimes when someone enters into a dark their first dark night of the soul or whatever the first inclination of the unconscious mind is to numb out those feelings. So we'll turn to food or we'll turn to drugs or we'll turn to alcohol. We'll turn to, or sex relationships. I mean, some, sometimes even work, um, mm. to try and numb that discomfort that comes mm. with the understanding that nothing even means anything. We try to find something to grab something to hold onto or something to numb. And in that place where your soul is trying to awaken you to another level of understanding where your truth can come, come out and be expressed. Um, that's the place we have to be very aware of. Like, you know, are you doing that? Cause I know for me, when I was in my twenties and I went through a really harsh dark night of the soul and it lasted a couple of years, this was not like a couple of weeks. This was a couple of years um, where I went into a high search mode and study mode. I was also having a hard time and, and I couldn't sleep. So I would drink at night or I would try to go and party or I'd try and find a boyfriend or I try, you know, just try to try to achieve something in the world, even though I had lost the meaning that those things even meant anything to me, you know, struggling to just maintain some semblance of what's normal in society but when you're undergoing a dark night of the soul, it's not about being in alignment with society anymore. It's about the understanding of higher learning and that there is something bigger than you, right? Something greater than you and what you've lived thus far calling you forth to express mm. something bigger, something better. So we have to be aware of that because I know a lot of people too that have gone through dark nights of the soul that that they will, they'll get stuck in that place where, where they're like just trying to numb it because, oh my God. I just want to mm. not feel like this. It's not a good mm. feeling. It's scary. No, no. And of a like, I think, you know, those that are familiar with the hero's journey, it's that time of, of retreating into the cave. And sometimes that in itself, it's so protecting. It's so um, nurturing that just mm. to stop 
and, and hide away. And and I know for me, and even you know, the last um, well, the last twelve months, I, I realized just how secluded I had become, even to function. You know, I have three children, and you know, I I, I still function. But the intention behind making sure that I was um, just secluded, yeah, and I didn't part- partake in things. And I think you've mentioned this before, maybe even on the the last podcast. You you really need to be mindful of that because now that I'm mindfully taking action to to socialize more, um, I'm feeling the difference <laughs> because I've taken some numbing agents away. It's um it's it really takes you know um not effort, but it does take a ton of effort to deal with those situations. I've talked to quite a few clients and walked them through their dark nights of the soul when they didn't realize that's what they were going through. And again, it can be a very scary thing, right? All of a sudden you hit what's called zero point. Um, And zero point is that place where everything you thought meant something all of a sudden means nothing. There's, you hit zero. And from zero, now you have to find the true meaning in things. Um, But you can't find that when you go to numb out the depression or numb out the anxiety that comes with hitting a dark night of the soul. You just can't. Um, One of the things that I want all of you to be aware of, if you are experiencing some level of depression, it doesn't always be that you're experiencing a dark night of the soul. They're two different things. Depression can can be real. It is real, different than dark night of the soul. But real depression can be caused by physiological things, um, chemical imbalances, hormonal imbalances, right? Um, mm-hmm. That or, or psychological imbalances where dark night of the soul is like, you know you're fine and it hits out of the blue and it hits all of a sudden. And it does put you on this search for meaning for more. The mundane doesn't entertain you anymore. Mm. Does that sound about right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And and it, it's sort of, I'm, I'm just thinking there's a couple of people at the moment who um, have gone down the 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 diagnosis of, of depression and and they have been heavily medicated for a long time um both have experienced extreme circumstances one's in the army and um one it was just childhood abuse uh, not just but it was different in the way that um it was from childhood that's 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 um resurfaced and so what's been interesting is watching even amongst the the chemical imbalances once they really start to feel empowered about this being for a, per, a higher purpose, and and even though they don't understand the full concept, because both of these people I've been watching, um, the really accelerated shift that they are making, and they're explaining this with the doctors, and the doctors have been extremely supportive, uh, things happen a lot quicker, and the healing is... Um, is just amazing. And I think there's parts of, instead of it being um, disowned as um, it's a psychosis, they're actually going, hang on a minute, <laughs> this is a gift. And um, the intention behind it and the framing of it has made such a difference for them. And I love watching that. Well, and and I mean, uh, when you're talking dark night of the soul, literally to heal it on a more alternative, natural, holistic, like in that sort of way, you have to take on the whole being. This mm. isn't about just let's deal with your past traumas. That is one aspect of it. 
you also have to look at what is your diet. Um, yes. Because the more the soul or spirit of a person, the, the true nature of a person wants to be expressed, the higher the vibration they want to hold and express from means that they they actually need to be in alignment with the higher vibration in what they intake with food, with drink, with um, their environment, who's around them, right? When the soul wants to go to a whole other level, evolve, ascend, however you want to put it, then we have to think about higher vibrational foods, right? So a lot of people that go through the dark night of the soul, they'll go through it and they're like, is it something I'm eating? Before they realize they're going through it, they're like, oh my God, is it? am I allergic to some sort of food? I'm having all these physical symptoms. Nothing even sounds good anymore. And then so naturally they just start to eat better, choose more natural foods. And then they realize, yeah, that made a dent, but there's still a discomfort here. There's still a misalignment here. I'm still somewhat depressed and, and disillusioned with the world around me. And then they start to do more investigation and it's like, okay, that's because I'm around toxic people all the time. So they start mm -hmm. to change their friends. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, you know, they still feel that pressure and they learn more things and they're like, oh my God, I put value there and I put value there. It's all material. It's all very surface. It's superficial. I don't want to do that anymore. That's not in alignment with what my soul wants to express. And so they start to put value in kindness and empathy. Mm -hmm love and they start to spend time on their own and they start to journal and be more conscious that's the evolution out of the dark night of the yeah. soul and what that that process of death and rebirth and that is what the dark night of the soul is about it's about a metaphorical death and yes. rebirth process yeah. and it's beautiful and we need to embrace it not drug it mm-hmm <laughs> That's that's right. And I, I found what was interesting for me because the, the story for many years, whether it be food or or alcohol, um, and, and I do come from a line of, of addictive personalities, is that um, for a long time and, and, and not sort of sleeping, <laughs> um, it was very much that this was this was it. This is how it is. What's been interesting that when I took the focus off that problem as such and really embraced the development and 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 the awakening and my spirit and, and moving through the the dark soul of the night is that i i really just felt intuitively that i didn't feel like having that alcohol anymore yes. or there's certain foods and i'm more mindful and i thought for years i've been focusing from headspace consciously on how i have to break this you know bad habit and you, you, can, you can hear it in the language um and it's you know but but i come from a line of all these addictive personalities it's amazing that when you really move through that space and 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 level up it just is a it's um it's a knowing so so there's no the battle is just taken away and i i've really loved that because um, it's just more than being the conscious me who goes and socializes, as you said, in, in spaces that are still alike where people will still choose to drink alcohol. I'm not, I don't know, it doesn't seem to be a problem because I'm very, very um, confident in just the decisions that I'm making for me and, and, and my energy um, vibration. So you make uh, all your choices when you're, when you're in the awareness of I'm, I'm breaking free from mm. past lower vibrational realms and frequencies which is what the purpose is of a dark night of the soul you make different choices you just you're not attracted to the lower vibrational stuff anymore whether that's 
um, uh, lower vibrational relationships that are toxic and dysfunctional or alcohol or mm. you know, junk foods, or you, you just find your, yourself more attracted to the things that are higher vibrational, more attracted mm. to the things that call, call to your true nature, right? So the superficial stuff that no longer matters. Arguments don't hold any energy or weight for you. People can say things about you and you're just like, yeah, whatever. I don't even care. Mm -hmm. like, unless you be on your way because I don't have, I, I don't have the energy, time and space to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Definitely. But when you are unawakened before the dark night of the soul, you're still in unreact, like unconscious reactive mode of, yeah, let's fight. <laughs> yeah, let mm. me fight my way through this where you can't dark night of the soul that you can. There is no fighting your way through it. There is mm. surrender your way yeah. through it. And, and it. and it's definitely coming from that heart mind as opposed from the head mind, because that's the space in which um, often the blocks or the challenges and all that or the woundings have happened. And this is as soon as you're healing through that space, it's just um, there's an ease and flow. And, and as soon as I know myself, as soon as I allow it to go back up into my head and I want to make sense of, oh, but, you know, what can I put into place or how can I organize a menu so that I'm going to eat well this week. As soon as I go into my head, forget it. As and and as, as soon as I allow it just to settle in my heart space and I feel through it, and, mm -hmm. and it's not always about the feeling great. It's about feeling the sadnesses that come up. But the biggest gift and the, the biggest awareness I, I learned was to, to feel the feeling regardless of what it was. Uh, because um, obviously along the way I'd learned to, to stifle it down or numb it out that, that it was about feeling it and knowing that I was still alive on the other side of it, um, that I could show, you know, vulnerability or rawness. And it actually made me stronger, not weaker, like they would have had right. me believe um, earlier on. So, yeah. I think that's the thing we have to remember too. Um, dark nights of the soul don't have to last forever. They can last as long as they need to for you to get what, what jewels and gems and treasures you need to out of it, or they can will last just very quickly. The quicker you can surrender to the fact that that is what's happening, the quicker mm. you can align to what your inner child and your higher self needs from you to facilitate that next step up in your, in your um, soul's evolution, the faster, the faster you come out of that dark tunnel, the faster mm. you you understand and you can enter back into the higher vibrational frequencies and emotions of like joy and gratitude. I still use those during periods of dark nights of the soul that will get you through it, but you can't bypass. Like that's the one thing when you're in a dark night of the soul and you hit that zero point and you have to build from there. Um, it's a humbling experience. Mm. It's humbling. Mm. <laughs> like not <laughs> And it's often just the fear of, and it's the, oh, you know, um, uh, you know, my mother used to say to me, the, the anticipation is worse than the participation. And I think uh, that when I allow myself to go through different spaces, it's, it's knowing that to feel it is definitely part of the step through it. And, and to really drop down to the lowest of things is, is most definitely part of moving through and moving up. And, and it's just about a reprogramming of how you 
allow yourself to um, experience something. It's like sort of going, okay, everything I've ever known, let's just put it out the door for a minute. Or even when something comes up, I often sort of say, you know, is this true? How much or how true? Right. Because uh, and things like week that we were taught things from an, an early age and I suppose at some point that was true for what people knew at that that time. Um, our elevating so much and there's so much we don't even know about our DNA, about our mind, about our feelings, about our spirit. It's it into the, the habit of saying, I'm curious, how true is that for me? If right. it was different, what would that be like? It allows you and gives yourself permission to think and do things differently and um, you often find that it's an easier way <laughs> than, than sitting in fear of what might happen. Um, so Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. So <laughs> I don't want to leave this episode of discussing and describing what the dark night of the soul is and what it does to you without um, giving, giving some understanding and hopefulness, optimism of what, what comes out of it. So um, I'm going to share with you guys, like what came out of, of one of the biggest periods, my first dark night of the soul that I recognized that that was happening in my twenties. What came out of that was my ability to empathize with people. My gift of, of being empathic was kicked into high gear. My, um, when I stopped numbing everything and trying to numb down my gifts or dull down my feelings and actually went into the mode of, of healing myself um, during that period of that dark night of the soul, when I was able to focus on, on really just looking at it, facing the shadows, what came out of it was this amazing attitude of gratitude is the first one. Um, an acceptance of who I am and my gifts and, and my abilities to heal myself and further understanding that there is more going on than meets the eye and an acceptance of that so that I could actually build upon my gifts in a strong way and navigate life in a different way than what society taught me. Mm. At least that's what I get out of my first one. Um, mm. How about you, Julie? <laughs> What'd you get out of your first dark night of the soul when, when you first understood that, yeah, this is what's happening and why it's yeah. happening? Yeah. And and I and and with me, um, in in sort of I'm a I am a different um I'm a different experiencer in the way that mine's always going to be hands-on and experiencing. So I I just allowed myself to, you know, walk through seawater and and you know, do art and do things that I just allowed myself to to experience and so what come out of that is um, a trust a trust of my intuition definitely and um, in saying that it was at times when instead of questioning if something was a fear if something was intuition I would then allow myself the time to contemplate it or I just make the decision knowing that if it wasn't quite the right decision that I could make another decision so the the patience in and around um, you know trusting my intuition was definitely a big one and um, very much about just speaking my truth because, you know, I come from a, 
a teaching which was about you don't tell people your business. And, huh, and so right. <laughs> when, when you're in a space of absolute, <laughs> I'm at the bottom of everything and everybody's going to hear this, <laughs> um, it, it just allowed me to, to find the trusting spaces where I could truly open up and be honest. And, um, you know, there's very much an unconscious um, framing around that at times with people where we don't know what we don't know. So therefore, um, it's not until we share that little bit and, and we, we feel that there's that connection or there's that understanding and learning that we will share more. So, you know, for me, it was about my intuition. It was about trusting and it, and it was definitely about speaking my truth. Absolutely. There's this, yeah. I remember, um, God, there was these just moments to keep this as real as possible. I remember there were moments when I was going through it where I, I, I mean, I did hit suicidal places. It was so painful to me um, to, to be in that place in what I call the in-between, <laughs> in-between being completely asleep and ignorant of, of the fact that, you know, there's all of these other things going on that I'm not connected to because I shut them out, I shut them off. Um, between that place of, of realizing it and what's possible, the infinite, there were places of just wanting, wanting, I can't take the pain of this. Like I can't ride through the pain of this. It hurts. It's so lonely feeling because dark night of the soul. And it's like the hero's journey. Like Joseph Campbell talks about literally you feel like you're the only human on the planet going through it at that moment. And, and for yes. you in your reality, you are the only human being going through it in your experience at that moment. And it can feel like it's just never going to stop. It's too much. There's never mm. another daylight coming. <laughs> like, yeah. this, is, this is my life. And I just want to encourage anyone who's going through it. Oh my God, don't even give up. Like reach out to people that can help you see the light or, or hold sacred space for you to just feel safe to express and, and be whatever without feeling like you need to rush your way through it or that anything's expected of you. Honestly, like had I known, cause nobody talked about this stuff back when I was going through it the first time, like I didn't know that this was a spiritual awakening. I didn't know mm. that that's what was happening. It was me, me awakening to my spiritual gifts, stepping into my purpose and, and, and path and passion. I didn't know. I thought I was, I literally thought I was losing my mind. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And, and I didn't want to be crazy and locked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think in, in saying that, and I know that you often um, hold the space, you know, for me and others, that when you're in that space, it, you, it, you do feel so alone that even yes. when the right people are around you sharing the absolute answers that, that are correct for you, you still just don't feel it. And it's 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 a place in which you can start to question your intuition or you just go, look, it, it, you, you can't help me right now. And so I think the gift that, um, you know, Bernadette, for yourself, that you've gone through this a, a number of times, you're, you're very sort of clever in holding space while people have a little bit of a, you know, I call it a spiritual tantrum because <laughs> I, I can have somebody there that's holding the space and they're, and, and they're loving me and they're um, accepting and I'm trusting them, but I still have that little human thing that comes in and goes, no 
you know i'm just yeah. no <laughs> i'm out of here and um and i know for me it, it's just a it, as you said it's a very very um individual isolated alone mm-hmm. feeling yet i think that's the importance because when you do make because you know our soul has choice um depending on the choice that the soul makes in that moment um when you start to sort of move through then you're ready to connect with those people who've been holding that space for you so it's i think for for me what i'm trying to say here is um in those times you can often think look i don't want to burden that person or you know i'm not important enough for them to listen to my story or you know i've said mm-hmm. it 10 times when you have those people around you that know that and they are still there standing there for you yep. um that it's okay because it n- nothing can make sense at those times but it's there and it happens and you move through And, and you do um, the work. I mean because a dark night do. of the soul it does require self-examination. It does mm. require taking inventory of your life, where you've been, where you're at, what you really really want and getting to know yourself. I mean, dark night of the soul is about connecting to to who you are, not what everybody told you you were supposed to be. It's confusing yeah. that way. Like, well, wait a minute. I thought I was supposed to to be successful and get married and have children that was the end all be all and i was going to be happy end of story no no that's not who you're supposed to be bernadette you're supposed to be a psychic and you're supposed to have these gifts and you're supposed to be a healer and you're you know you're not supposed to show horses that's not the end all you get to do that but that's not your life purpose the mundane world and what you thought was supposed to happen nope and that's why it's no longer fulfilling you anymore Look, there's another way to do life. You know, you have to be willing to surrender to everything that you think you want, everything that everyone told you you should want. Surrender to all of that nonsense and be open to what wants to be birthed out. and literally this is a birthing process. It's a birthing process of of the truth of who you are. But birth even giving birth you know every woman on the planet who's given birth naturally without any drugs will tell you it's not pretty it's not clean and it hurts like a bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know any other way to say it no that's <laughs> and that magical thing that happens that between babies you forget you do forget <laughs> you, right you go through it the next time and you think what was i why did how did i forget this um yeah. it's it's incredible <laughs> 5 minutes after the baby's born you've forgotten because the pain just escapes you but in the midst of it you think and even during childbirth you you know i had bella naturally at home and I literally thought my body was going to break in two and my midwife mm-hmm. um lady had to keep telling me you know your body was built for this this is the she'd say this is the most natural thing in the world for every every species on the planet you can do this Bernadette and I'm thinking no you don't know me and this is what we go through during during dark night of the soul when we're in resistance we don't mm-hmm. want to hear it right my my birth coach is telling me you can do this you were built for this and i'm like you don't know me i have my own body my body's breaking from the inside out you don't know that i can do this and she just kept saying you can do this you know and that's that thing you're talking about like when you have people around you holding sacred space that are being patient while you are still in that resistant place you know yeah. just 
just keep going to them. And those of you who hold sacred space, don't get impatient because we all have our little spiritual tantrums. We all have what I call the blinders, the ego blinders keep us in that place of resistance and spirit just, you know, knocks, chips it away with a chisel slowly, slowly, slowly until enough of the truth is revealed that then we can actually embrace it. And then surrender comes easily and we're like, oh, I get it. No longer are we saying, you know, no, 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 no. We're saying, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Tell me more. Yeah. And, and that is exactly how we develop our confidence in spirit yes. because it works and you go, wow, you know, I, I denied you <laughs> and yeah. yet you still come through for me. So it's, um, it's a really beautiful relationship that gets built and, and, it, and it's the same same of being able to learn how to trust yourself. And, I actually I think, think the, the, first, the first dark night of the soul is you birthing the truth of who you are and having your human mind and your ego learn how to love and accept unconditionally yes. your true self. I think that is yeah. what we're birthing is that unconditional love and acceptance removed from all of the societal filters and programs and BS and experiences and traumas and history into a place of seeing and recognizing the true being that you are and falling in love with that mm. and letting that be okay. And, yeah. and not, you know what I mean? Like that's just enough. Like that's yeah. perfectly enough just yeah. as it is. It's you're birthing that love story and it's a lifelong relationship that you continually have to, you can't go through one, one dark night of the soul and think, yeah, that's it. I've evolved. That doesn't work like that. Like that's <laughs> the first step. Yeah. And once and you even the love yourself, yeah, and learning about yourself and who you are, the layers yeah. that that will happen and the, the bits, and it's it's the cycles, it's the seasons. It's like, a you know, anyone that's been in a long-term relationship or, you know, having children over an 18-year period, it always goes through cycles. You're yes. not always loving. You're not always understanding. You know, there's times where you just think this is it. I can't do it anymore. I'm done. And then all of a sudden this new thing comes through and you go, wow, I'm glad I stuck it out. And I think... This is what it's just the relationship that we have with ourselves. Yes, um, it's it just because we're in this body doesn't mean that you know. And 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 that learning to to know who you are and, and love yourself it, it gives it such a deeper meaning because then you really start to honour the soul's experience um, in this journey and the vehicle and the roles that are played. And always remaining very humble about it because you know that at any moment around any corner comes the next dark night of the soul as you step up the evolutionary ladder <laughs> and you know that you're going to have to go through it again, but you can do so more gracefully and gratefully because you recognize what it is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Repeat. There's a, you don't get a, a succession it. it goes through. Yeah. yeah. You don't get a skip it. You still have to go through it, but you will go through it more gracefully, I think, um, mm. when you know that, okay, something is trying to be birthed here, which means I'm still holding on to or attached to things that are not in my highest good that want to be let go of. Um, yeah. So that I can go to that next level. It could be the pursuit of something. It could be the the relationship with someone. It could be the attachment of, I, you know, any number of things on this planet. There's so many shiny objects that we are just like, I gotta have that. Absolutely. That hold us back from our soul's potential. 
Mm. And and knowing too that we are just that small piece in the bigger picture, Absolutely. in the collective consciousness, and it and and you're playing your significant role, even if it is too. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, what your role is in life or what roles you choose to take. You are always displaying and modelling to others around you in all different ways. And and when you're being it and you're doing it, it's always giving others courage and understanding and learnings. Yes. So of course we take. You know, it's part of that evolution, as you said. We take those with us and um, we continue to grow and evolve. I think it's part of the duality on this planet, too, that we do tend to like. Um, unfortunately, it's been programmed in punishment and reward, right? Mm -hmm. So we go through suffering and then we get the reward and then we go through it again. And it is that cycle through the rites of passage um, and seasons of life right? The phases of life and growth, we continually cycle, but so does everything on this planet. I mean, we don't have one season. We have four Yeah, <laughs> and everything yeah. continually moves and changes and no season, no two seasons are the same. There are no two winners that are exactly the same. Each one is independent of the other. Mm. Our lives mm. are like that. Each each phase of growth is like that. Each relationship, each aha moment, each evolutionary leap that our spirit does and and our gifts evolve through all of it, right? What I can do with my gifts now, I couldn't do 30 years ago, mm. right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think definitely. I could love like I do now the way the way that I do now. 30 years ago, because I didn't love myself that way back then. And that's that yeah. first dark net of the soul is literally, you're learning how to love yourself. Mm, definitely. And see when it upgrades your vibration, or not upgrades, but when it changes your vibration mm -hmm. and it changes your DNA and it changes all those things that are significant to create the frequency in which attracts certain people. It's, yes. it's definitely part of, you know, it's, gosh, it's just a small part of the bigger matrix of things. Um, you know, it's so significant and you needed to take certain steps. We all do before we can appreciate and go to the next step. It really Absolutely. is a color by numbers or, a, 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 you know, a, a, you know, creating one step to the next, because sometimes I haven't realized to take or to make a decision, which I truly felt in my heart was to completely break, say a relationship, um, and, and really dislike that person and, and all those sorts of things. But in my head, I needed to know that it was completely over before I could develop through that then actually brought me back into that relationship very differently. And right. so you just have to take those things that sometimes you think of, you know, definites. And it's like, no, it was just a detour. <laughs> it's just part of things. Um, and yet we're doing that in that with that relationship within ourselves. And um, yes. again, let's talk about consciousness and unconsciousness. It, it plays a massive part in how we think daily. So um, the importance of these conversations is so that just this little bit of knowledge or something that somebody has heard today allows them, it just has to be a drop of something. It allows them to think and do differently, you know, from this point mm -hmm. forward. That's the purpose of it all. <laughs> At least that's what we think right now. Maybe that will change in 10 years. I don't know because we keep that's it right. <laughs> And that's exactly. okay. It, that's it has right. to be okay that we are okay with not knowing anything. Mm, definitely. I definitely. Mean, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. There's there's just so much I don't know. That, and so mm. much I don't know that I don't know. And that will continue. Yeah. 
for probably the rest of my life and onto eternity, who knows, you know, but I'm okay mm. with that. It's humbling. It's humbling. It's exciting mm. because there's so mm. much more to learn and experience. Yes. And see right? that framing it's in itself is just such a great way to, to, to be a support. It's a tool. It's a great tool to frame something up so that you can take it on as exciting as opposed to fearful. And, yes. and, um, that's what this can be about when it comes to mindset it's it's getting some knowledge and framing it up so that it, it allows you to move forward in a, in a really resourceful way yes. as opposed to taking it on as a battle well, it's definitely better if you can go with the flow it yeah but you know when we're used to controlling things i mean i think that's mm. the hardest part when you're in a dark night of the soul you're no longer in control when we as human beings um especially people like me that that can be very type a you know, very, very action oriented when suddenly what used to work no longer works and you aren't, mm -hmm. you realize you're not in control. It's a very yeah. scary place to be. And yeah. oh, definitely. when you finally surrender to, I'm not in control, but it's probably going to turn out better than it would have if I had been in control. Mm -hmm. Now life gets fun. Now life gets exciting. Yeah. But you couldn't have told me that the first dark night of the soul. I mean, I literally was feeling like, yep, somebody up there hates me. My life is falling apart. I have no control over anything. Everything's going downhill. And because I was on that lower frequency and wasn't looking for the right solutions. I mean, I was, and I wasn't, wasn't finding, um, I think quickly, as quickly as I wanted to, let me put it that way. I found answers very quickly and solutions very quickly, but you know, we want it like in a day. We don't want it in a month or, yes. or a year. We want it like, give me a pill. In fact, yeah. and one of my clients was like, can't you just give me a pill that's gonna fix all of this and make, <laughs> no, I wish. Everybody wants the happy magic pill. There is none. You have to yeah. go through this. Mm. And that's part of that old human conditioning of that instant gratification. Yes. And, and the instant fix and even to look at how society is now with technology everything you know um going through a, a drive-through it's all about quick instant yeah. uh, gratification fulfillment getting what you need convenience and um it's and avoiding pain away. Mm, definitely avoid pain and no effort on my part yeah yes it doesn't definitely. work like that i mean you can go to a healer um, or somebody that says, you know, I have the solution for you and you might feel better for a little while, but if mm -hmm. you don't take that session of healing or information and do something with it, you're just going to end up feeling exactly the way you were before you went to that healer. There's no magic fix. There's no magic pill. There's no waving of the wand. There's no escaping your growth. And that's the great part is guess what? You're responsible for your growth, which also means you're responsible for your growth. You're the creator of it. How cool is that? Nobody gets that from you. Mm, that's it. Right? That's exactly right. Yeah. So yeah. fun, fun. How are you going to create it? Mm. I mean, we can go through dark night of the soul as mad as mad can be, or we can go through it and surrender to it and be excited that the universe saw fit for us to evolve and awaken. Mm. <laughs> and, and even in, in acknowledging that there are some people who are in that space where they don't um, allow themselves to acknowledge that or accept that, you know, and that, and that's, that, that's then another level that needs to be cleared before they can accept that, 
uh, they are the creators, yes. uh, depending on people's experiences. And this is often, you know, many people that, that in, in our line of work that we will work with, that they're, they're consciously very blocked by past experiences that they may not even feel the belief that yes. they can um, have what they want. They don't know what they want. Let's talk <laughs> so, about that in the next podcast we do. Yeah, Let's definitely. talk about the roles we take on in creating our lives. Yeah, that would be How a about great, that one. Great, great, great session, that one. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. Then let's wrap this one up because we are almost out of time anyways. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And thank you all for joining us. Remember to hit subscribe. If you leave us a good rating and comments, it really does help our visibility on the podcast um, apps and iTunes grow. We mm. love and support everything with you. If you want to, to request a certain topic to be covered all yeah. you have to do is go follow me or miss obrett and julie on <laughs> facebook um you can find me on facebook fear slayer bernadette julie what is your facebook name uh julie o'brien empath uh, uh empath esprit yeah which is s e s p r i t so just follow us on facebook like i said our links are in the um, bio and then message, message and say, Hey, I listened to your podcast. Um, yeah. and I would love if you guys would cover this topic and we will cover the topics that you guys want to hear about. Um, if you're interested in being a guest on our podcast, reach out to us in the same vein. I love doing interviews. Um, or if you just want to jump on and, and you guys are like, Hey, I'm just a listener, but I have some questions. Can you answer them live? We would, we would love to do that and then broadcast the answers out there to our podcast listeners. So thank you. Thank you. You guys have a good one. We will be back next time. Thank you. Thanks, Bernadette. Thanks everybody.